This is the Micromotor Workshop recorded live on Thursday, 12th of April 2018 at 7 a.m. in the morning, Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time. And today I'm going to talk about 2.4 gigahertz transmitters. I'm going to read the text that I've um, prepared and that some of you might have read already to yeah, make it convenient for those of you to consume the content whilst you don't have time to read. So it goes like this. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Micromotor University. One of the most important tools for a great RC experience is your transmitter. If you invest into a good transmitter at the beginning, your piloting skills will improve a lot quicker and you will save money in the long run because you won't have to upgrade later. To control any RC vehicle, you need a radio transmitter to send control commands to the model. If you have more than one model, or if you want to buy your model and transmitter separately, you need to ensure that the radio protocols of your receiver and your transmitter are the same or compatible. If you keep buying RTFs, ready to flies, you end up with a pile of cheap controllers that are all incom incompatible to each other. I learned this the hard way. I have boxes and boxes of transmitters that only work with Oh, smells nice, like old electronics that only control one particular model that I've already crashed to pieces a long time ago. So if you're serious about this hobby, you need one good transmitter and a strategy. The most common frequency for radio control links these days is 2.4 GHz. All modern RC protocols on 2.4 GHz use some sort of signal spreading system, which lets the signal hop across the available bandwidth and look for free air space automatically, and allows the connection to coexist with other RF activity. For example, other pilots on the same 2.4 GHz band but also lots of other um, transmitting protocols can exist nicely with this signal spreading technology, which every vendor calls a little different. The three most popular radio protocols for microquads are DSM, FRSky, and FlySky. There are lots of others, but yeah, they have um, kind of niche applications from my perspective. All these three protocols that I just mentioned are basically doing the same thing. They're telling your cop the way to fly, but, but they are not compatible to each other. A DSM transmitter will not work with the FRSky or FlySky receiver. So let's look at them um, specifically. DSM, represented by this transmitter here, 
is a protocol used first and primarily by Spectrum, a US-based company that makes a large range of very good quality and very easy to use transmitters. The main disadvantage of Spectrum radios is the high price. And as some of you might argue, including me, the inflexibility of these radios. For example, this switch is doing one thing, changing one channel, and that's it. If that's controlling channel seven, I cannot make it control channel six. But you know, this um, inflexibility contributes to the usability if you don't wanna muck around with it. FlySky, I don't have any of those here, I never bought one, makes cheap transmitters and um, they're better than most stock transmitters that you get in an RTF box. But from what I've heard and read, they lag significantly behind Spectrum and Tyrannus, Spectrum and Tyrannus in terms of hardware quality and features. And then the third on my list and my personal favorite is FR Sky, which is a product used by a Chinese company producing the Tyrannus radios. These transmitters run an open source operating system, OpenTX, which was the main trigger for me to become interested in these radios. And it means that even the entry-level hardware supports very advanced features and is very configurable. You're not paying for those software features, you're paying just for the hardware. And thanks to an avid community, the features in a $150 OpenTX radio go way beyond what you can do on the flagship spectrums. But you need to learn a few things and do some complicated stuff yourself, like maybe flashing the radio and then going through the configuration and learn what it does to optimize it for yourself. The good news is you can get spare parts and upgrade parts, for example, whole sensor gimbals and a whole lot of other stuff for this Tyrannus radio. And you get a very active community that if you have any questions, there will be lots of people willing to help you out finding the right solution. So as I said, my personal choice is um, Tyrannus radios. I have quite a few different ones over the time. This is the latest I bought, the cheapest I bought, and currently my favorite. I don't plan to buy any other one soon, even though a few of them have come out afterwards. But yeah, this radio is great. I've replaced the gimbals with hall sensor gimbals and done a lot of configuration to it, and it works just great. I also use um, a Spectrum radio though, so I can support my customers who are using models that I've built or sold parts for. And um, so, yeah, I know what to do and how to set up my flight controllers to make them work with um, Spectrum radios. So that's it for today's lecture on radios. I hope that gives you, I hope that gives you um, a good start if you're new to this hobby. And now I'll I'll have a quick look into the chat room to the chat rooms to 
collect questions about this. So if you're new to this, if you're watching this live, please come into the YouTube chat room or into the Discord chat, which I've linked up here, and ask some questions. And even if you're not new to this, if you have listened to this and think, I do have a question that other people might have, please raise your virtual hand and ask. So, PG Gook says he's not seeing the chat, the YouTube chat he means on his iPad. So, someone knows how to do this. I think when I've been using this on the iPad, it was visible and quite easily so, just under the, under the um, video, I think. Have a look. Madman is back. Madman1412. One of the long-time inhabitants of this chat. <laughs> Welcome, Adam. Thanks a lot for all your contributions. YouTube chat is rolling. Anders person says, need to order some more motors from you soon. That would be much appreciated. If you want to support this format here, this channel and all my other efforts, um, I'd welcome you to come to micromotorwarehouse.com and purchase some stuff, some motors, some kits, some flight controllers, or maybe even some shirts or some mugs. I have lots of other stuff that uh, I produce for my and your entertainment. So, not fast enough is asking, what do you think about the possibility of a 3D whoop? I'm gonna try. I assume with 3D you mean being able to fly upside down? As you probably know, well, you know, the guy who's asking this, not fast enough, is um, one of the smarties in our um, community to help us with programming the flight controllers. And I'm absolutely sure you know that if you want to reverse propellers on a micro quad, which is required to fly in a reverse, you need, on a brushed quad, you need two FETs, two MOSFETs, to reverse the polarity. And the only flight controller, oh no, there's two by now, I know which are doing this are from, from Blade Horizon Hobby, which is the Nano QX 3D and the Inductrix FPV Plus. If you look on those flight controllers, you see two lines of power, one going in one direction and one going into the other direction, so you can reverse the motors. Those two flight controls are not programmable, so um, unless you want to use those, I have no idea how you want to make a 3D whoop. And then the additional challenge here is that you need propellers that are designed symmetrically, otherwise if you reverse them, the thrust will be so poor that you will probably sail out of the air. Maybe a little, slow, a little slower than just inverting it and piling it into the ground, but not really that much slower, I assume. Anders Persson says it's 23.33 at night, so that was 10 minutes ago. And he also says he rocks the QX7 and now going to save up to the Horus 10 soon. I'm very disappointed with my Horus radio. I recommend before you do this step, just get a set of whole sensor gimbals and mount them into your XQ7 or QX7. 
I prefer this over the horrors. Hi from France says, do do do, 76. Uh, Adam says, oh crap, video down, call IT. But Pilsner Papa says, video good here still. So Adam, you need to call IT. Um, yeah, already figured this out. Uh, a rubble or rotor sports is back. Welcome, Phil. Glad to have you too. And uh, JB is back too. Jelly time. So, yeah, if you don't have any questions questions on RC transmitters, well, I know of you. I know many of you. Uh, um, old school guys in this hobby, so you probably don't have any real questions for me. So yeah, if you don't have any, I'll be soon calling it a day. Just a quick look through here. I still have around five minutes left before the other duties of the day will be starting to call loudly. Can you hear the birds? The birds singing? Micronerd has joined the chat. <laughs> Insane alien tello. You know what's coming, my friend. That's that's coming when I'm done with the official parts of the Tello D and construction. <laughs> that, will, that will come for sure. That'll trip up a few people. The the insane tello. It'll come. Best six mil motors for the tiny seven. Yeah, you know. Not want to toot my horn too much, but the 615, 19,000 kV motors have been unmatched, even though quite a few people tried to figure out the secret sauce. Hey Ben, is this going to be a standard time you will be broadcasting? I endeavor to do so, yes. So yeah, I'm glad you hear the birds. I think that contributes to the atmosphere. I'm using this microphone here. Sometimes people complain that it's not the best quality, but I cannot afford, I wish I could, a Sennheiser Lapalier microphone system. It's around thousand bucks. So if you wanna, if you think the audio quality is crap and you wanna contribute to better audio quality, if you guys buy a thousand shirts, then I'll buy a Sennheiser Lapalier microphone system and quality might improve, audio quality might improve big time. But this is the, um, the microphone, a Plantronics W720 that I'm using to record all the audio for my videos for years. 
just because it's so convenient. Nick Burns is back and he says, do any of the goggles today come well to your Sennheisers? Those ski goggles you use? They're not Sennheisers, even though, yeah, the quality is up there with those. They're Cinemizers. Cinemizer OLED goggles. No, nothing compares to them yet. They have been off the market for a year or two, so that's why I didn't talk about much about them much but they are back the big drawback on these things is the price i ordered them over some ebay seller in korea which um, gave me a little cheaper price but they still were like six hundred dollars i believe and then i hacked them apart and put them into a, a ski mask which cost me another hundred dollars or so so that was a quite nerve-wracking experience to buy and then disassemble and reassemble this thing but nothing matches the quality of the cinemizer oled goggles the clarity the contrast the sharpness after using my fact shards and putting these on i feel like i'm sitting in the first row of fpv yeah i'm sorry i don't really talk about much about them much because the price tag hurts and this person has done a two millimeter upgrade for the batteries what is that ah yeah that's for the for the whoops yeah everyone who's flying a whoop or any micro quad or helicopter or microplane from blade chest tiny plugs 1.25 millimeter pin spacing get rid of that rubbish horizon hobby doesn't listen to us those connectors are crap they're not made to transport currents more than 500 milliamps you got to use the larger two millimeter plugs doesn't seem like much of a difference but it is big yeah nick i'm using um, uh, Fat Shark goggles and these cinemizers. Fat Shark because they're more convenient, they sit nicer on the head, the form is better, the fitment is better, and they do have a fan. Oftentimes it's so humid in here that um, the cinemizers are fogging up quickly. But if I'm down for a long session, then I make sure this thing is charged, it only has an internal battery, and then I keep it on my forehead for a little bit to warm it up, and then it's the best FPV experience I ever had. And I had many of them. So, uh, some chat between Rubble and Madman. Seven Churchill is asking, what FR Sky Hall sensor? M7 normal or M7R? So, um, yeah, the hall sensors are not, um, related to the protocol but they need to be compatible to your radio so check in the description if you buy gimbals if they are matching to this particular radio these are the regular m7 gimbals i think they're exactly the same that go into the um into the 9xd but i'm not sure these are hall sensor gimbals for the um 
X7. That's what it said on the description when I bought them. And um, yeah, they fit in without any modifications. They're not the racing version, so they are with full stick um, movements. I never had the R version. I heard lots of people um, prefer that. I'm totally fine with the regular version. The motors scream in pain after you've put proper power onto them. That's that's what it needs to be. Um, Adam says, this is a good deal to help educate and discuss stuff. I missed it when the weekly cast went away. I missed that too. This was, um, I was always looking forward to that, but I also dreaded it because it was a lot of work. So I'm currently streamlining my daily routine to fit this in here every day, ideally at the same time of the day. So thanks a lot, everyone who's been watching and contributing here. Um, I hope you learned something today and I see you next time.